please walk Sparky for me? No way. <laughs> I'll throw in a caramel frappe. Ooh, make it a large. Deal. Get a sweet deal. $2 any size McCafe beverage on the McDonald's app. Between you and me, Sparky, I would have walked you for free. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Offer valid through 4322 or participate in McDonald's. Valid one time per day. McDonald's app download and registration required. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired a lounge singer to be their office receptionist. Hello, this is Mickey Marquis, and you've reached the office of Doug and Associates. <laughs> Thank you very much. Catch me Tuesday nights at the Hotel Johnson. Hello? But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Doug and Associates, this is Mickey Market. Hello? For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today. Arm Yourselves America, this is Defenders Live. We're live on Mojo 5.0. Live free. Tonight I have with me the chairman of the California Conservative Party, uh, Mr. John Matthews. John, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing just great. How about you? Ah, well, I could be better, but I can say that uh, it is quite good on my side. John, you bit, first off, you're in California. God bless. <laughs> well, you know, right now I feel like I'm in some place like Alaska or something. We've actually had three solid days of rain out here. We we seldom get that. You know, out here in California, if you have like um, one tenth of an inch, you got the news reporting on you know storm watch, mm-hmm. uh, the kind of thing. But uh, we've had it's been raining pretty hard here for the last three days. Really? And, uh, yeah, you know, thank God for global warming. You know, it's. Uh, <laughs> Mm. That was an amazing, amazing tie-in. Very good job. Very good job. (laughs) But before we get any further, I want to let you guys know about a simple little company called Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is the only cell phone company out there that does not support companies that you don't support. Like Planned Parenthood. What I mean by that? Well, they only give to charities that you design. And here's what I mean by that. If you give your money to uh, Patriot Mobile today, go to PatriotMobile.com you, uh, or go to 1-800-A-PATRIOT. That's 1-800-272-8746. You go there. You sign up with them. They pay. They buy out your contracts, $500 a line or $1,500 per account credit. And every dollar that you spend with them, a small portion of it goes to the charity of your choice and nothing else. They get the pay. They get the service, you get the service from them, and you also get to stop de- uh, stop and defund Planned Parenthood and other terrible organizations today. Why are you waiting? Go now. Actually, wait. Go after the show. And <laughs> go to PatriotMobile.com or call them at 1-800-APATRIOT. That's 1-800-272-8746. Let them know that Stephen over at Mojo sent you. <sighs> John, what... Is the status of the conservative party in California? <laughs> well, we are. We're. We're. If I had to use a 
a term in 25 words or less. Mm-hmm. We're breaking ground, and that's where we're at right now, where um, the the obstacles before us are big. I mean, it, this is not going to be uh, a walk in a park. Uh, we have probably the biggest issue we have here right now in California as far as uh, establishing another party mm-hmm. is getting recognized by the state as a party that can put on a candidate, put a candidate on a ballot out here in California, although there are probably about, at my last count, about 27 different political parties out here. Mm-hmm. There's only there's only six that are actually recognized by the state of California and uh, therefore can put an actual candidate on a ballot. Can I guess? Can I guess? Can I guess? I'm sorry? Can I guess which ones are actually on the ballot? Oh, sure. Go for it. Okay, so we got Republican and, uh, and Democrat, obviously, right? Uh-huh. Uh, libertarian candidate. Right. Okay. Green Party. Right. Okay, all right. The Independent. Right. That's five. Uh, then, oh, they have to be some crazy nutball things. Um, the Communist Party. No. No, they're not. <laughs> no, that's amazing. No, I, I, Success. I, 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 I don't have the name. I don't have them in front of me. I, you know, I haven't memorized the list. But you got five of them. Five I of them five are of recognized. The seven. That's that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. The uh, the sixth one, I believe, is the American Freedom Party. That's okay, the sixth American one. Freedom Party. They're they're right, kind of similar. Right. That, to... That's the sixth one. Okay. okay. So my my memory just came back to me there. There you go. So um so what we're doing. Um, and when I started setting up a strategy for this, what I what I thought was, well, first you got to look up the rules. The rules state that in order to have a party recognized, you have one of two things you can do. You get um, a petition signed with about 30% of signatures of registered voters that voted in the last gubernatorial election. So that would mean out here we had about uh, this last election, we had about 11 million voters. Mm-hmm. So um, I would have to get about 30% of that to sign a petition. Yeah. Well, that, that runs, not only is that, a, uh, you know, it's a, it, that's a sizable task because now you have to, so you have to have people go out and get the petition signed, right. which means you've got to hire people, which means you've got to money. you got to spend uh, money. <laughs> you've got to spend money. And politics, you know, money greases the wheels, and people don't like to admit that, but that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the other side is to get uh, 10% of the electorate that voted to actually go to the state registrar and sign up as a member of the conservative party. Okay. So that would be for us that would be about 700,000 people we would have to actually get to do that. Oh, that's nothing in California. Come on. <laughs> well, that's about half of the illegals that vote. So it's not. <laughs> but <laughs> So what I what I thought was, you know, we're working on that. We're working on getting that. Right now we have uh, to be honest, we have about 1250 people actually registered with a party. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some hot cities like Bakersfield, um, some places down south, a little bit farther north in Bakersfield that have uh, a noticeable number of people and it, we're in the process of trying to organize those people, okay. uh, to get them out, to get them on the ground, and get them out there and trying to get something going on. Um, but because we have an open primary system here in California now, mm. there's another strategy, and it's, it's the one I'm pursuing, actually pursuing with uh, a little bit more vigor. They have we the, have it's pr- the jungle primary, right? Uh, and, and the... 
When we have any primary out here in California, uh-huh. there are open primaries now, okay. which means the top two win. Whoever it is, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what party they're with. They could be both Democrats. They could be whatever. Right, right. Like uh, our last senatorial election, we had uh, DeLong and Feinstein. And they're mm. both Democrats, both extremely liberal. And they ended up winning uh, the primary, so they ran against each other Which is uh, silly. in November. <laughs> Which and, meant uh, Feinstein won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because she's got the money. Right? Money right. greases wheels. Um, and DeLong is... Um, he is of your. He's of the Otacio Cortez breed. He's a hardcore liberal progressive. Uh, you know, want, believes in democratic socialism and stuff. Mm-hmm. The establishment out here isn't quite ready for that. Although we have Gavin Newsom now, who is as governor, who is def- definitely into that into that mode. But the point being, getting back to the the numbers here, mm-hmm. what we decided we needed to do uh, was to what I noticed when I was doing research was that there are actually more people in California registered under no party preference than there are Republicans. And we have that about twenty five about twenty point twenty five point five of the uh, uh, voters registered here in California are on no preference. Twenty five point one percent are Republicans. Right. So we have we have more people going with no preference. There's no rules that says we can't put a candidate up as a no-preference candidate. So that's what we're stri- we're striving for right now. Okay. Uh, when the primaries come back, although there's a move right now to repeal uh, Proposition 14, which is in 2010 put us in the open primary uh, system. Okay. Uh, one, of, one of Governor Moonbeam's last uh, little gifts to California before he left. Governor Moonbeam. Yeah, to give us that open primary, and um, so what we're that's that's we're kind of pursuing that in terms of trying to get uh, a viable candidate. I have a couple of people on my mind already uh, mm-hmm. that I'm talking with, people that I've I've done radio with in the past, people that are doing radio now. Uh, Tim Donnelly, a lot of people uh, recognize that name. He he was a uh, an assemblyman out here for a while. Right. Um, he is also the founder of the Minutemen down on the border. Okay, gotcha. And, uh, he ran for governor back in, um, uh, let's see, it was uh, two t- 2000, I think it was 2012. Yeah, 2012. Okay, I gotcha, yeah. Yeah, uh, he ran and was leading the polls by double digits over Neil Kashkari the last two weeks of the election. Uh, Pete Wilson, uh, Daryl Issa, Mm-hmm. Ripley and Romney mm-hmm. got together, threw money behind cash carry, and he ended up winning uh, the primary by three points. So, can, can can we stop right there for just a second? I just want to ask a question. Mm-hmm. Now, you you said people that you knew from radio and things like that, which which makes me hopeful. But can the conservative party bring out a person who has some charisma, who's not just like a dead pan? Like- <laughs> Well, I, I, I actually, I think most conservatives I know uh, are much more charismatic than anybody else because we're more radical. Right, and we're, I understand that, that that portion, I get you, but some, uh, some for some reason, I don't get it, where in a lot of ways, in a lot of places, if you get into the media spotlight, they suddenly dead, deaden out, and like, you'll have... But that's because that's because uh, you have to really have an understanding, a thorough understanding, of who runs the media. Now everybody thinks it's the liberals, 
it's not the liberals running the media; it's the deep state running the media. Okay. Uh, the, the, and that's and the deep state is apolitical. They they're not politically affiliated with anybody. Gotcha. So they're the ones that call the shots, and they're the ones that put up the money. Mm-hmm. So they're the ones that that make everything happen. So. When you have anybody out here, like, for instance, our, our last governor election here, we had Travis Allen and we had John Cox. Travis Allen was a much more charismatic type of person. I went to some of his rallies, and I went to some of John Cox's rallies. John Cox is about as exciting as a bag of laundry. Yeah. I, I, I just, he just doesn't have that, that, you know, that oomph to get you off the, off the floor. Yeah. But he has the money. He put oh. up a lot of his own, he, he has a lot of his he put four million of his own money into the campaign. Okay. And uh ended up ended up in an open primary, ended up being one of the two. So he went against Gavin Newsom. So he even in that to that degree, he overcame a very large obstacle because everybody thought it was going to be Gavin Newsom and Antonio Villagarosa. And uh Villagarosa kind of blew himself out of the picture. Cox came in and was able to put money up and mm-hmm. pulled it off. Got an endorsement from Trump, and uh, Trump. I, I laugh at Trump's endorsements because I don't think he even knows who he endorses. No, he I just don't think gonna, he does either. He just puts no. a name out. He sees a name, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, that guy." I think he heard of John Cox as a businessman. So, oh yeah, one of mine. Okay, so he endorsed him. That kind of he thing. He does business. All right, here we go. <laughs> so, um, but there was, you know, uh, Travis Allen is much more charismatic. He mm-hmm. is a when he's speaking, he's a spark plug. He just he fires people up. Okay. And uh, so that was my, you know, so there are people out there that are like that, that can do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that they're not, they don't fit the mold of the, the powers that be. Okay. And, uh, you know, they'd rather have a Mitt Romney. See, you know, uh, it, you, can gauge, that guy. you can gauge, see, you can gauge it this way. You can gauge it this way. The big attack against Donald Trump uh-huh. is it done that he is unorthodox, that he's inarticulate, that he ta- he doesn't talk like a politician. Well, he wasn't a politician. No, he isn't, and that's exactly what made him popular. Right. Is that all those things that the establishment looks at and says, "Oh, this is not how we," he's not presidential, meaning he doesn't know how to he doesn't know how to lie out of the side of his mouth. So, is that really presidential though? Yeah, well, every president lies. Every single that's, one. Of that's them. for sure. It's I just don't care he, who they he's boldface lying to you, and they're all like sideline. Yeah, it's just a matter of how much they have to lie and how how willing they're you know they're willing to go deep into the, to it the just deception. Depends on, depends on what the meaning of the word is. Is yeah, uh, depends on whether their butts on the line or not. You that's, know that kind of thing. So, uh, but Trump, he had that. Trump was not charismatic. But he tapped into the vein of what's out there, and that is anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the same way Obama did. I, I kind of look at Obama and Trump to some degree as the same type of personalities. They're very, um, they're very organized in what they're going to do, and they know what they want to do. Mm-hmm. They just have a different way of doing it. Obama mastered the art of sounding like a politician and yet making you think that he wasn't. Right, and, and not, not to cut you off here, um, but yeah, one of the okay. things that I uh, that everybody needs to point out uh, that I need to point out to everybody, making a different way is the best thing that you can possibly do. Sounding different than everybody else, being different than everybody else, is the best thing that you can do. Not only in the business world, but also in politics. And when I think of 
changing the way that you think, changing the way you work. One of the best things that I think of is Tar River Arms. Uh, TRAguns.com. Use the promo code MOJO. And my name's Steven. Let them know that I let them know I sent you. If you go to Tar River Arms, they are the best virtual gun store. Not only are they the best, but they are the first virtual gun store. They have a full 3D interactive experiences with everything they do. Plus, the zoom-in feature that they have with the high-quality uh, cameras that they use, you can see the fingerprint on the muzzle if they've accidentally left one. It's amazing. They have some of the best guns out there. At the, uh, They do have them at the best prices. I know. I've looked. Um, so if you know about a gun that you want, go check traguns.com first. Not only are they veteran-owned and veteran-run, but uh, coming soon, uh, uh, what is it, the gen- uh, 21st, uh, wait, no, it'll already be the 21st. It is a... Tw- Layaway. Layaway and consignment options are available now. <laughs> Layaway and consignment options are available now. You can go and get them. You can get the gun that you want, the gun of your dreams. And by the way, they are some dreamy guns. Uh, and not only that, everything that they do, um, most of what they can send you, they send, all the prices are already, already knocked in. So no brokerage fees, no additional fees for, for shipping or pickup or anything else. It's already included in the price. Go check them out, traguns.com. Sorry, I didn't mean to roll on there for you, but you were saying, so you were talking about how they speak differently, how they approach things differently. It really is a big issue. You have to be able to get get yourself outside of everybody else. Well, yeah, they, the uh, as I was saying, Trump, Trump was able to tap into that anger element the same way Obama was able to tap into the anger element on the other side. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing was... Um, Obama was very capable of presenting himself as a centralist. One of the biggest arguments I get from from liberals when I make comparisons um, between Obama and Trump, which I do often because uh, I think it's the best way to illustrate the hypocrisy of the media, mm. how they 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 they're looking for anything and everything that Donald Trump does. You know, yeah. I mean, we 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 know when he when he you know when he passes gas. It's like it's just they're so they want everybody to know, you know, that this guy is is such a terrible human being. But here's the thing. We already know because he's tweeting at two o'clock in the morning while he's on the toilet. We know that he's doing it. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, it's like it's it's kind of complicated when I when I try to get into this thing. And I don't want to get into any type of psychoanalysis or anything. But thank you. Thank you for not doing that. But these these are two types of very strong, dominant type of personalities that know what they want and have sat down and spent enough time figuring out how they're going to get there. And um, Obama decided that he what he was going to do was, I call him a chameleon. He's he, he's a commie chameleon. He is whatever he needs to be on any particular day. That's good wordplay, by the way. Very and, good and people play. And people fall for it. You know, they, they went for it. Today, today you know... You know, everybody calls him a socialist. I, I, I'm just trying to. I'm kind of going off on just a little bit of a tangent here, just That's so you, I can make my point. Mm-hmm. Uh, people call him a, you know, a socialist, and he calls himself a centralist, and he's really neither. He, he's a Muslim. Uh, I'm sorry, he's not a Muslim. He's a Marxist. A Marxist. Well, I mean, he is. Uh, he was Muslim raised well. in that environment. Uh, with Jeremiah Wright, who was mm-hmm. a you know a proponent of the Black Liberation theology, which James Cone, the creator of it, said it was based on Marxism. So, yes. uh, you know, it's that that's who he really is. 
mm-hmm. but he was able to deflect because a lot and a large part because the media was would support him and the media would not report things that he screwed up and would only report the good stuff and even when he was caught doing something they were able to play it off in such a way that it was somebody else's fault that kind of thing yeah so but he had a very dominant personality in so much that he knew when he went out there i remember him one time talking about people asking why do you use the teleprompter all the time he says, because I know what I, I want to make sure I know what I'm saying. If you ever listen to him without a teleprompter, he sounds like a bumbling idiot. He stutters. He, he stutters and he hesitates and everything uh-huh. else. Where Donald Trump, he probably has a teleprompter, but he very seldom follows it. Look, it, it, you you can hear the difference in the to- in the man's tone. I mean, you have... You have Trump, and he's like, oh, it's great, it's wonderful, it is so ecstatic, we're going to do yeah. the best. And then he's reading, and he's like, and today we're going to do the... You're dead, man. <laughs> You're dead. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, Trump talks like you and I would talk if we were sitting across from each other in a beer, with a beer. Yeah. You know, and, right. and, and that's the way... It, that's the way politicians were in the beginning because they were private citizens and they talked the way private citizens talked. Uh, so anyway, I know there was a thought behind that. I know I was going somewhere with it. Uh, <laughs> the, the dichotomy of strong uh, characters. <laughs> yeah, well, the point the point being is, oh, you were talking about charisma. Yeah. And, and that, that's what I'm getting to, trying to get back to here is the idea that when we talk about uh, putting up charismatic candidates, mm-hmm. the Republican Party is not interested in that. The oh, no, Republican, they no, no, they're interested in people that will toe the line, and it doesn't matter. I, I believe the Republican Party has become a party that governs through complacency and complicity. They mm-hmm. they don't govern. They they say okay, it doesn't really matter whether we're in power or not because our interests are protected that that's really the way they think and people don't it's hard to tell republicans that so when i when i i getting back to the very first point that i was trying to make and to answer your question about what we're doing and how we're doing it here mm-hmm. that is the biggest obstacle to overcome is to sit in front of a, a bunch of republicans and tell them everything you know is wrong and everything you've been thinking is not true and you need to start thinking about something else it's like why why do you continue to elect people that you then turn around and tell me don't represent you? It, it, it boggles my mind that people do that. And Well, here's, uh, here's, here's one of the questions I need to ask specifically on that point. Okay. Is there actually a Republican in California? Is there a person who actually looks at the standard of the Republican Party and says, here's the standard, this is what I follow, this is what I believe, or are most of them just kind of wishy-washy in the first place? Most of them are wishy-washy, but there are a few out here. Tom McClintock, uh, Congressman Tom McClintock, is a very solid conservative. John Morlock, who was uh, elected uh, two cycles ago or you know, for senator, there was a special election out here, uh-huh. and he got elected. Uh, very solid conservative. Okay. Uh, Tim, Don- Tim Donnelly, who I mentioned earlier, when he was an assemblyman, is very conservative. Uh, but those are their they rub people the wrong way because of that, because the majority of the Republican Party out here are very moderate types. They're, okay, they're, yeah. 
they're they're they may be a little fiscally conservative they're not really too concerned about the social issues they're not really worried about whether abortion is taxpayer subsidized they're not worried mm-hmm. about same-sex marriage or anything mm-hmm. like that they're right, right they're worried about they're worried about Oh, their next re-election. That's what they're worried about. <laughs> That's so, every politician, though. Yeah. So they, they've become, uh, it's not the party of Lincoln. It's not the party of Reagan. It, it's become uh, just an, another arm of progressivism, and nobody's willing to call it that. Thank you, Teddy uh, Roosevelt. Yeah. So <laughs> I do that. When I get out there, I just tell, I tell these people, you know, this is how you do it. When you're talking to the Republicans, what I do, you have to lay some kind of premise with them to try to get their attention. So what I normally do is um, if I'm talking to somebody from another state, yeah, uh, I go, uh, I'll ask them who, uh, well, um, okay, who did you vote for in the last election? And believe it or not, more times than not, they really can't tell me. If I say to them, uh, I remember sitting at a table one night with four, two couples from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And so I asked them, I said, well, who's your senator? And they couldn't tell me. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, who's your governor? And they couldn't tell me. So I said, so who are you voting for? And they couldn't I tell I vote you. for the person with the R after their name. Oh. Okay. So if that's the way you're doing things then have you not figured out that things in North Carolina aren't going quite the way that they should be? Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, well, then whose fault is that? That's the person who votes votes the party line. The problem's with the electorate. It's not with the candidates. They're running. We elect them. So so I had to enlighten them. Well, Lindsey Graham is your, your senator, and Nikki Haley is your governor. Well, that's South Carolina. South Carolina. That was before she took over the UN. But, yeah. uh, you know, it's a couple of years ago. Yep, yep. That sound right there means that we're going to a commercial break. Folks, we'll be right back. So you're looking for a job, right? Wait, no, should I be? I mean, uh, I always keep my options open, but should I? We'll, 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 we'll talk about that after uh, this. Uh, but if you happen to be looking for a job, one of the most important things you will need is an updated and current resume. Are you trying to tell me something here? Nicole's Resume Renewal Service is where you should go take your resume to the next level. I, I really don't understand. Have you, have you seen what happens when you try to go it alone? Go to facebook.com forward slash Nicole's Resume Renewal Service to get your resume in top shape. And don't forget to use the promo code DEFENDERS for $10 off any resume package. Is this because we aren't going daily right now? That's facebook.com forward slash Nicole's Resume Renewal Service. That's facebook.com forward slash Nicole's Resume Renewal Service with the promo code DEFENDERS for $10 off. Is this really for me? I, I don't know what you're talking about. No, no, seriously. Is this this for me? Nah, it's, it's water under the bridge. One man. This is Stephen Airy with Defenders Live. One desire. Is that a Pablo Francisco skit? That reference is as old as Brad Staggs. All right, fine. Let's get it over with. I thought you might see it my way. He's here to give a defense of American exceptionalism. Arm yourselves, America. It's time for some offensive defense. Starring... Rate Tom Cruise. Dude, I said that my, my name in the beginning. Pay attention. In an hour-long epic for the minds of this generation, do not 
miss this. Defenders Live on Mojo 5 9 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. Live free. Yeah, what he said. Mojo 5 Defenders Live, 9 p.m. Monday through Friday. And we're back. You're listening to Defenders Live. Tonight I have with me Mr. John Matthews, the chairman of the California Conservative Party. Uh, God bless you. God bless you. Uh, you can find us uh, pretty much anywhere that you can find podcasts. We're on Google Play now. We're on uh, iTunes and Spreaker and SoundCloud and Stitcher and all of those uh, All of those. Uh, podcast and media formats but if you want to hear us live if you want to hear everything going on you go to iHeartRadio and you go to the Mojo 50 radio setup you can listen to us live plus you can hear all of the best of everything going on the Doc Thompson show for the uh, for the morning uh, the daily mojo you have uh, uh, Matt and Ron over at the conservative cartel you've got Jeremy Hansen and Izzo uh, myself you've got Watson Prunier you've got uh, uh, Adrian Slade and the list just keeps on going. Over 16 hours of live radio daily. Oh, don't let me forget, midnight, every night, on the weekends, Rocky Stucci in the Situation Room. That man is amazing. You got to listen to him, hear him out. Um, and if you, don't, uh, if you can't stay up that late, go back to the podcast. It's right there on Spreaker. Listen to it. It's amazing. Anyway, uh, if you want to watch us live right now, it's Mojo50 over on the Facebook page. So if you go to uh, facebook.com forward slash Mojo50, we are there. You can talk to us there. And we're also on the MeWe uh, for commentary backup. <sighs> that was a mouthful. <laughs> okay so i, I want to take a little bit of a little bit of a turn here uh we've been talking about candidates we've been getting a little bit in the weeds about how everything's been setting up and how you guys are what you guys are trying to do and how you're trying to do it and things like that but let me ask you what does the conservative what is the standard what is the stance of the conservative party uh, explain it to people who don't know um, well, the uh, I, are you are you referring to the actual platform? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's that's pretty easy. Um, I could actually probably what I would have to do is just call it up because it's it's rather extensive. But I, let me put it to you this way: if you were to read and look at the Republican Party platform, mm-hmm. you would see very very it's very similar very similar to the Republican Party platform. Okay. The difference is is that we actually believe it. <laughs> so <laughs> All right, that right. I kind of okay. hit too hard. All right. So, yeah. Uh, it, it, you know, so it, it, that that's the difference. That's a big difference. Um, is that we actually hold to the the tenets and the principles that the Republican Party says they believe in. So uh, when, when, talk, when, when they when say we, the party of Lincoln, they you are actually saying the party of Lincoln. Yes. Well, when we say small government or limited government, we mean small or limited government. We don't mean uh, repeal and replace. We okay. mean repeal, repeal, 
when we when we talk about uh, the the state sovereignty, state sovereignty is a big issue with us. We believe very much the traditional federalist uh, view that the states should have control over what goes on in their states. The federal government's job is to protect our constitution and our borders. Okay. Everything else is they should be out of. I'd like to give people examples. Like people say to me, "Well, what if you were?" You know, it's the old scenario, if I was president, what would you do? Well, if I was president, I'd probably do what every other president does, and that's try to get something done in the face of all the adversity that doesn't want me to do anything. <laughs> but but what we would do, if, for instance, uh, when we talk about when, within the concept of limited or small government, mm -hmm. we, would, we, would, we believe in the abolishment of the IRS. We don't want the IRS. If, if there needs to be taxes for the infrastructure, then uh, assign some... This, now, I'm giving you my, my solutions. I'm giving you first right, right. What, what we believe and then how I would look at... How, how I you would, would fix the situation if, to make it if right. If I was president, yeah. Okay. Um, so we're saying, okay, well, we believe... We don't believe that the IRS is a constitutional institution. Our, uh, our founding fathers never made any allowance for collecting income tax. It was a voluntary thing done by the states. And if the states wanted to collect some type of tax and throw it the government's way, then that's the way it was originally set up. Okay. We, we survived in this country till the Civil War without uh, income tax. And uh, Lincoln enforced the income tax for the purpose of restructuring the country after the Civil War. Huh. And as government always does, once they get their hands on money, they decide, oh, right, this is cool, let's keep it. So they created the IRS in 1912. So from 1776 to 1912, we Nothing. had no Eternal Revenue Service. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden we need one. Well, no. why do we need one? Well, because government began to expand under Woodrow Wilson, Massively. our first career politician, by the way, yeah. came out and said, okay, we're going to create a new world order through the League of Nations, and mm -hmm. we're going to start this uh, this taxation program to rebuild America, blah, blah, blah. So I, we say, let's eliminate the IRS. If you need to get some kind of taxes, my solution would be like a national sales tax. And uh, you know, so we say even the illegals have to pay some kind of tax. So it, it so we're a national sales tax. Um, the states need to quit. Uh, the Department of Education is another thing I would uh, I would want to completely abolish, and put it back in the hands of local communities that okay. the parents decide what their kids are going to be taught. Out here in California, we're dealing with all kinds of just off the wall crazy stuff. Uh, Common Core, and now the big the big move with, with the uh, the homosexual agenda to start educating, indoctrinating our children uh, on the acceptance of homosexuality, even trying to the point down to second grade now, encouraging them to quote unquote encourage encourage them to explore their sexuality and explore themselves. Right, and, and and be open to, you know, different things and that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And, um, you know, we can thank a Republican governor for that. Arnold Schwarzenegger is the mm -hmm. one that initiated that. Thirteen different pieces of legislation went through his administration uh, dealing specifically with that in our schools. That's something so, that nobody, knows, nobody would know about. Yeah. Well, you know, Schwarzenegger is one of those guys that I always, you know, when he ran for governor, I voted for him because Gray Davis was a crook. But... The, I always in the back of my mind I would ask people, how can one be a Republican that is sleeping with a Kennedy? It just. <laughs> it just 
because you know who ruled that household. That hit and, me. Uh, that hit me a little late. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a delayed reaction. I just <laughs> that was yeah. It's and true. you know, so anyway, um, the Department of Education. Uh, we we need to this this whole idea of Obamacare. People are saying, oh, we want you know the Republicans' version of this repeal and replace. Donald Trump promised us he was going to repeal it. He didn't say he was going to repeal and replace. So, so one right. of the things he's done or said that I'm really upset about, he's not following through with that. But I understand the adversity that he's going to have trying to accomplish something like that. We need to put it back in the hands of private sector. You open up the borders uh, for inter interstate commerce. You allow international companies to come in with pharmaceuticals. And then that's where you get your competition. That's how you lower the cost of everything. Um, the idea of, of allowing pre-existing conditions, mm -hmm. that to me, I think though it's virtuous and maybe noble in intent, but not practical. Right. And, uh, you know, it just it's just not practical. Of course, government subsidized abortion and contraception, those things. When did the government get in the business of licensing morality? It's, it's, just, <laughs> it's not supposed to. Right. Yeah. But see, Republicans, there's so many Republicans. I'm telling you, Stephen, there's so many Republicans that when you say this to them, you it's like you watch the light come on and they go. Oh, gee, like, I never thought of that. Oh, I never yeah. thought of it. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, because that's not what's being pitched out there. Mm -hmm. What's being pitched is the Republican version of big government. And, oh, okay. and, 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 and they're telling us it's small government. It's not. It's the same thing. It's just who's going to control the budget if there is a budget. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's who's going who's gonna to make, make the decisions and who's going to hold the power and whose special interests are going to benefit from it. So... What it really In sounds like, we really need to have, what it sounds like is we need to have a beer summit. We need and to we, have a beer yeah. summit. We need to sit down. We need to go get some cat coolers over at catcoolers.com. By the way, if you use my name, Steven, you get a nice little discount going on there. So you go to catcoolers.com. Go get the beer. It's 10% off on the discount there if you use my name, Steven, S-T-E-V-E-N. And go get a beer summit. Go find some Republicans. Go talk to them. Because uh, if you don't know, this is kind of a libertarian uh station so not we're we're friendly with the republican party but yeah, we're a little off topic there but it, go there today get the cat cooler go get your beer make sure everything's good to go go have a beer summit and you know what while you're at it go to rightongame.com the reason why because you and they will both love playing the game rightongame.com use the promo code mojo50 you get 10% off what is rightongame.com? Have you ever heard of it, John? Oh, you're talking to me? Yeah, have you ever heard of rightongame.com? <laughs> I was listening to your commercial. I was That's okay. No, I, don't know. I know. I'm just so mesmerizing. Yeah. But have you ever heard of rightongame.com? <laughs> no. No. Okay. It, 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 is, it is great. Listen to this. So it, it's just listen to the trigger warning. Microaggressions are contained in the box. If you are a millennial snowflake, you will be offended by its contents. Retreat to your safe space. That's highly recommended. Why rightongame.com? Because mocking the left feels so right. I mean, let's face it. Liberals are offended at everything. They have zero sense of humor. Why not make fun of it while you can and have fun with it 
as well. They have uh, different categories like race hustling, wussification of America, Islam abomination, Hollywood hypocrisy, campus coddling, feminism follies. I can't even say that. Millennial entitlement and so much more. Go to rhinogame.com, use the promo code MOJO, get 10% off. I promise you, you'll have fun. <laughs> but what, no, really, we need to have a beer summit. We need to have a beer summit. We need to go through these things, and we need to sit down with these people and get them to understand that it's not just a, you know, oh, well, you know, we're conservative, and, you know, we kind of generally believe these things. Oh, I'm a, I'm a fiscal conservative, but not on the social. No, no. We don't need some uh, lily-waisted uh, pie-in-the-sky nothing. We need somebody that's actually going to stand up and do the things that you're talking about. We need a Calvin Coolidge, honestly. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, we need a man who's going to sit gotta, there. But you've got to be careful who you invite to those kind of things, though, because I think some of these people are already stoned to the gills that are serving in office right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> Of course they are, especially in Colorado. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I really believe Nancy Pelosi has suffering from overdoses of Botox. I, I, there's something wrong with this woman. And uh, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I really don't want to spend a whole lot of time, you know, just making fun of people. But uh, uh, there's, there's some of them that deserve it. I, there, there's no doubt about it. There's some oh, yeah. of them that are just, just I don't know. And then you know, but then like I said, elected officials are. A reflection of the constituency that they represent. Mm-hmm. So you got to wonder what kind of people live up there in Frisco. I, I, I just she any other district, the woman would not be in office. But it's like seventy percent of her constituency is the homosexual community, and uh, uh, her brother is a very staunch homosexual activist. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I imagine it just kind of runs in the family, but uh, it, it, in terms of how they how they perceive everything and how they look at everything. But um, that may be true. That back to the true. conservative party. Back to the conservative party. Back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> back I, to I the, kind of lost the train of thought there. So you want to you might want to tell me where you want me to well, go he, from here. Here's actually what I wanted to talk to talk a little bit about, because, OK, so we want the conservative party is literally the actual base of the Republican Party. It is it is what they should be standing up for, what they should be talking about, what they should be doing on a basis. Is that correct? That's that's basically what it is? Yeah, yeah. You could say that the Republican Party is an attempt, or the conservative party is an attempt to resurrect the Republican Party. I'm, we're not out to save the Republican Party. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer and, and hopeful that with things going the way they're going right now, that at some point in time, the Republican Party actually implodes. And I, I, mm-hmm. I think if things continue to go this way, um, that's what's going to happen. When you look, as I mentioned earlier, that the the no party preference out here in California actually outnumbers the Republican Party. That same holds true at the national level. The independents outnumber the Republicans. Oh, for and, sure, for sure. Yeah, so what you see here is you see this trend of people getting away from something but not knowing actually what mm-hmm. they want. So right. the idea is I've always I've always had kind of a, a joke about the independent party is they're the guys that sit on the sidelines and call the game Monday morning, you know, Sunday game Monday morning. Armchair, and, uh, armchair quarterbacks? 
Yeah, they're very they're very fickle. Uh, one day they love you, the next day they hate you, and, mm-hmm. and but they never take responsibility for anything that's going on. Gotcha. But but I, I see I understand the mindset. If you're saying, okay, I'm abandoning the two-party system to go to something else, you don't want to be part of that. You don't want to be associated with it. So I understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're trying to do is we're trying to say, uh, you know, I tell people when I'm talking to groups, uh, I'm saying, I'm telling them very, very staunchly, the Republican Party is dead. It's just nobody's pulled the life support yet. So, and, so what you're saying is like RuPaul, they're going by the way of the wig. Yeah, well, you know, I... I had a, I have a lot of respect for Rand Paul. Uh, Ron Paul had some things that I thought were a little bit screwy, oh, but no, there no. was a lot of things not, he had that I really Ron. liked. Not Rand or huh? Ron, RuPaul. They're going oh, the way RuPaul. of the wig. I'm sorry. I oh. heard you wrong. I didn't process that wrong there. You missed it. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh. Sorry. Anyway, well, I don't but know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I completely missed that. It just it went over my head. Um, <laughs> Yeah, now it in fact it took me about twenty seconds to process RuPaul, RuPaul, who is it? Oh yeah, I remember the Wave drag. The wigs. There you okay. go. <laughs> oh, it just takes a minute sometimes. It really does. Eddie <laughs> Okay, so you have you have that you going on. And over in California specifically, you have some crazy legislation being pushed right now. Um, I kinda wanted to get your your opinion on it. I I am guessing I know where you stand on this because if you're conservative party, um, basically the, the basis and understanding of, of the actual Republican Party, kind of very similar to a libertarian mindset, but uh, taxing paper. I'm sorry? California, there's a bill, there's a legislation put into place, um, if you haven't heard about it, they are actually going to try and tax receipt paper. Oh, well, they're trying to tax everything out here. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't surprise me at all. We've got... Uh, uh, you got your tax. Well, your I'm, I'm trying to think of some of the latest stuff that they're doing here, so that you get an idea of just how bizarre it's becoming. Uh, they have um, outlawed plastic straws. Yep, they got rid of that. They're good on that. Yeah. Um, we don't. We're no longer using plastic bags in the stores. Only paper you have to now. Bring your own bags now. Oh, you got to bring your own. You can't use the paper. Yeah, you either. can bring your own, or you can buy them. Ah, see, there's the special interest aspect ah. of it. you can buy a plastic bag now, reusable plastic bag, oh. and uh, you know, save the environment and all that kind not of stuff. Not made by not not made with real plastic. It's made with corn plastic. Yeah, well, here, here's something when we talk about taxing. Uh, in this last last November, there was a gas tax, mm. twenty cents gas tax, and yeah. it passed. And uh, I was just talking to a, a lady the other night. I said, I, I just for the life of me can't figure out why even a liberal would want to pay mo- twenty cents more for mm-hmm. a gallon of gas out here. Out here in California, seventy four cents of every dollar goes to some tax. Ouch. So. And you've got environmental stuff. You've got, you know, they got special blends of gas out here. Uh, you have a summer blend. You have a winter blend and all this. And so that determines the gas tax and the mm-hmm. uh, uh, all the processing and the regulation and all the other stuff that the, the government does out here. $0.74 cents for every dollar goes to some type of tax. And so I was like, I can't imagine anybody wanting that. And she said, what she told me was this is the way they worded it on the ballot is that people actually thought they were asking them, do you want the gas tax? No. And they would say, no. 
I and hate what that. But what, what it was saying on the ballot was, do you want to repeal the gas tax? I hate that. It does it. They do it every time. Every yeah. time they screw with the wording and nobody reads it. Right, They're just like, right. it's, gas it's tax? The, no. <laughs> I call it the Gruber theorem. The Gruber theorem, Jonathan Gruber, the stupidity of the American voter. And people just don't. And you would think with the amount of money that was being thrown on the advertising of this during the election that mm-hmm. people watching TV could have figured out what was going on, but they don't. You know, it's like I, I sometimes associate my really pessimistic side of me. I associate California sometimes with the uh, movie with uh, Luke Wilson and it called Idiocracy. Yes. And okay. uh, I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen that movie, but mm-hmm. that that is where we're headed. As, as insane as it sounds, that's where we're headed, where people can't even reason anymore, uh, you know, because they're not they're not being taught to reason. They're just being taught to respond to the stimulus, whatever you put in front of me. I re- people respond here's to headlines. Here's the cheese. Don't Get the, the cheese. Here's the cheese. Get the cheese. Yeah. Well, you know, read your article when you go out on the Internet and you read the headlines mm-hmm. of the articles that are out there and then read actually read the article and you'll find a lot of times the article has no bearing on what the title says. Oh, yeah. It's just it's something they're trying to sell you. You know, Trump Trump in his tweet storm says this or that. You read the article, and it's 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 not about that at all. It's nothing. But they got the headline out there, you know, and, and that's all people read. That's what they respond to. And that's why we. I think that's a, a lot of reason why we have such volatility in the, in the electorate is because people really don't even know what they're reading anymore. And um, it, it's such a shame. So what we're trying to do in the conservative party is we're trying to restore some sense of order into uh, how we think and the ideology behind what it is that drives, uh, created and drove the Republican Party for so many decades. And we're trying to re- resurrect it. We're trying to bring that back to a place where people can actually say, yeah, I'm a conservative and actually know what that means. Right. Uh, a lot of time today, uh, I ask people, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm an inquisitive person, but I'm also kind of a person that when somebody tries to impress me with their intelligence, I go out of my way to to find out just how intelligent they are. <laughs> you just so, impress. <laughs> so, you know, somebody tells me I'm a conservative and I'll ask them, define that to me. What does a conservative look like? What do they sound like? What do they talk like? And... I'd say easily nine out of ten people, what I end up finding out is they're not really conservative. They're really moderates. They just don't know it. Right. But and, they're, and, they're and, more conservative than the liberals in the area. So they're like, I yeah, have to be a conservative. And that's about all you can say. You know, they're conservative because they're against same-sex marriage or they're conservative because they're against abortion uh, and, and that kind of thing. The Tea Party, I think, kind of created that a little bit because the Tea Party doesn't have any central planning or any central message and so what's happened is it's broken up into different elements you got the tea party against same-sex marriage you got the tea party against taxes you've got the tea Mm. party against abortion and so and they're not there's no crossing over uh to a great degree so that they can actually edify each other and get each other moving in a direction that we have a common goal we have a common direction that we're trying to go and uh so that and then it's become very very profit orientated these tea party organizations are making a lot of money now and um it, it so i think they kind of lost their way i love the concept i love the idea 
That's mm-hmm. really what conservative party is about. It's about taking back government and putting it back in the hands of the individuals right. and restoring authority in the states okay. and, uh, and taking it away from the federal government so we don't have this collective thought that we all need to join the global community and, and, and you know drive cars that can only fit two people in them and, and stuff like that. Careful, you know? careful, careful. You're coming into the <laughs> nationalist uh, nationalist <laughs> mindset there. You're, you're about to steer well, into nationalism, sir. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just messing with you. I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> just... You ever seen one of those cars after a, an accident? Yes. I wouldn't want to be sitting in one of them. Yes, but... <laughs> I have. I've seen them after accidents. <laughs> They're not good, and it's not pretty. But then again, most cars nowadays aren't very pretty after an accident. (laughs) They don't make them out of anything that's actually solid anymore. It's all crushed and compactable. Well, you know, I was just I was just rolling this over my head today. I was out driving around, and uh, I was thinking, you know, that uh, what people really need to understand what's going on here in government is 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 a term out there. You can look it up. It's called creative destruction. Mm-hmm. And uh, what it is, is it's actually the process by which you take the wealth of a, a, an industry or a nation or any entity out there and you find a way to transfer it into uh, somebody else's hands. Okay. And so when we talk about things like, uh, well, global warming, you know, the, what, what's the agenda behind global warming? It isn't protecting the world. It's uh, getting you to buy a different light bulb. And it's getting, <laughs> which is it's, true that's very true you know and it, it's getting you to uh drive a different car mm-hmm. and it's getting you to uh uh put less water in your toilet and that right. kind of thing and uh, uh you know out here in california we deal with that all the time i get my water bill now i get uh, uh tears they they cut it up in tears and if you go over a certain amount of water they'll charge you more for what you've gone over and then they send you surveys every month telling you how much more water you've used than your neighbor that kind of stuff so that see that's a collective that mentality <laughs> that's a collective mentality that's that's an agenda 21 type thing they, where we're trying yeah. to engineer everybody into one little way of doing things so, so so let me let me ask you this real quick what is your take on the green new deal uh to me it's an extension of what we were just talking about creative destruction mm-hmm. it is an it is a another way of trying to put forth the narrative that we need a different industry in america and that industry, of course, will be supported and funded by the special interests that take care of the progressives, because that they're the ones who want to run that show. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, we want everybody driving hydrogen cars. We want everybody driving, uh, having a solar panel heating in their home, mm-hmm. and all this. That's a complete, a whole new industry that we can. We don't have to deal with the fossil fuel industry anymore. Now we've got all these other industries. We can't take the money from Standard Oil, so we'll just create another way of making the money funnel into our hands, uh, you know, into the people like Al Gore and people like that who are benefiting hands over fist by this narrative that we need to make everything green. It, it, it's it's ridiculous. The only thing we need green in this country is money. <laughs> Well, I mean, we, I like the trees and the grass. And, well, yeah, we need know, the trees. And, grass. and here's another thing with global warming. You know that we have too much CO2 gas out there. Trees Uh-oh. make that. Uh, trees need that to make oxygen. So if we eliminate CO2 gas, what do we do? We cut down all the trees? 
The, no, so, well, it, if we if we eliminate all the CO two gas, we have to kill everybody. Yeah, <laughs> and so except for the select few oh. that are intelligent and superior enough mm. to survive, you know, except that, for they'll that, never have kids, so there's no procreation anymore. So. Yeah. Those central planners that can can make the world function when there's nobody left here to function with, right? Uh, that kind of thing. Then they can have all the wealth they want. So sure, because nobody else is going to fight for it. <laughs> and nobody's going to fight for it. Nobody's going to well, care. They'll fight for it. They'll fight for it. You know, you think about you think about the Rockefeller and the Carnegies and the J.P. Morgans back in their day. Everyone was was a millionaire in their own industry, but it wasn't enough for them. They had to go after their their competitors yep. and try to take even more. They just I don't know. They I mean, how much? Make it work. How much money do you actually need in a life? Uh, that's a good question. You don't actually need that much money, John. How can people find you if they have any questions? Uh, they can contact me if you go to Facebook. That's the best way to get a hold of me. Facebook.com/slash mm-hmm. uh, the conservative thinker. The conservative thinker over at Facebook. Uh, John, it's been a pleasure to have you. Check the check well, the videos out. Check the comments down below, John. Uh, if you guys want to get in contact with them, that's facebook.com forward slash the conservative thinker. John, thank you so much. Thank you. And with that, folks, that's another show in the wraps. Bye-bye. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Charles didn't have just any coronary artery disease. He had Charles's coronary artery disease. Michelle didn't have just any heart attack. She had Michelle's heart attack. At VCU Health Poly Heart Center, we know every heart is unique. And as Virginia's only nationally ranked heart program, we'll keep them beating healthy and strong. VCU Health Poly Heart Center. Learn more at vcuhealth.org slash heart.